Chapter Six of Pelotan, Our Little Alaskan Cousin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. Calatan, Our Little Alaskan Cousin by Mary F. Nixon Roulet. Chapter 6 The Island Home of Calatan. Swift and even were the strokes of the paddles as the canoes sped over the water toward Calatan's island home. Ted was so excited that he could hardly sit still, and Tyee Clake gave him a warning glance and muttered, Kulichika, which means dangerous channel. The day before, a big canoe had come to the camp, the paddlers bearing messages for the Tai, and he had had a long conversation with Mr. Strong. The result was astonishing to Teddy, for his father told him that he was to go for a month to the island with Calatan. This delighted him greatly, but he was a little frightened when he found that his father was to stay behind. It's just this way, son, Mr. Strong explained to him. I'm here in government employ, taking government pay to do government work. I must do it and do it well in the shortest time possible you will have a far better time on the island with caliban than you could possibly have loafing around the camp here you couldn't go to many places where i am going and if my mind is easy about you i can take chet woof and do my work in half the time i'll come to the island in three or four weeks and we'll take a week's vacation together and then we'll hit the trail for the gold fields are you satisfied with this arrangement yes sir ted's tone was dubious but his face soon cleared up a month won't be very long father no i'll wager you'll be sorry to leave when i come for you try and not make any trouble of course indian ways are not ours but you'll get used to it all and enjoy it it's a chance most boys would be crazy over and you'll have tales to tell when you get home to make your playmates envy you i'm glad I have a son I can trust to keep straight when he is out of my sight. And he laid his hand affectionately on the boy's shoulder. Ted looked his father squarely in the eye, but gave only a little nod in answer. Then he laughed his clear, ringing laugh. Wouldn't mother have spasms, he exclaimed. Mr. Strong laughed, too, but said, You'll 
be just as well off tumbling around with Kalatan as falling off a glacier or two as you would be certain to do if you were with me teddy felt a little blue when he said good-bye to his father but Kalatan quickly dispelled his gloom by a great piece of news great time on island he said as the canoe glided toward the dim outline of land to which ted's thoughts had so often turned tai's whale came ashore we go see him cut up hurrah cried ted delighted to think i shall see all that what else will we do Calatan? hunt fish hear old calacash stories see berry dance if you stay long enough perhaps a potlatch do many things said the indian one of the indian paddlers said something to Calatan, and he laughed a little and ted asked curiously what did he say said Calatan tennis learned to talk as much as a boston boy said Calatan, laughing heartily and ted laughed too the canoes were nearing the shore of a wooded island and ted saw a fringe of trees and some native houses clustered picturesquely against them at the crest of a small hill which sloped down to the water's edge where stood a group of people awaiting the canoes my home said Calatan, pointing to the largest house my people there was a great deal of pride in his tone and look and he received a warm welcome as the canoes touched land and their occupants sprang on shore the boys crowded around the young indian and chattered and gesticulated toward ted while a bright-looking little malamute sprang upon Calatan and nearly knocked him down covering his face with eager puppy kisses the girls were less boisterous and regarded teddy with shy curiosity some of them were quite pretty and the babies were as cunning as the puppies they barked every time the dogs did in a funny hoarse little way and indeed alaskan babies learn to bark long before they learn to talk the tyee's wife received teddy kindly and he soon found himself quite at home among these hospitable people who seemed always friendly and natural nearly all spoke some english and he rapidly added to his store of chinook so that he had no trouble in making himself understood or in understanding of course he missed his father but he had little time to be lonely life in the village was anything but uneventful at first there was the whale to be attended to 
and all the village turned out for that the huge creature had drifted ashore on the farther side of the island and ted was much interested in seeing him gradually disposed of great masses of blubber were stripped from the sides to be used later for food and fuel the whale bone was carefully secured to be sold to the traders and it seemed to ted that there was not one thing in that vast carcass for which the indians did not have some use ted soon tired of watching the many things done with the whale but there was plenty to do and see in the village the village houses were all alike there was one large room in which the people cooked ate and slept the girls had blankets strung across one corner behind which were their beds teddy was given one also for his corner of the great room in the tyee's house he learned to eat the food and to like it very much there was dried fish heron's eggs berries or those put up in seal oil which is obtained by frying the fat out of the blubber of the seal the alaskans use this oil in nearly all their cooking and are very fond of it ted ate also dried seaweed chopped and boiled in seal oil which tasted very much like boiled and salted leather but he liked it very well indeed he grew so strong and well out of doors all day in the clear air and bright sunshine of the alaskan june that he could eat anything and tramp all day without being too tired to sleep like a top all night and wake ready for a new day with a zest he never felt at home fresh fish were plentiful the boys caught salmon smelts and whitefish and many were dried for the coming winter while clams gum boots sea cucumbers and devilfish found on the rocks of the shore were everyday diet calatan's sister and ted became great friends she was older than calatan and though only fifteen was soon to be married to ta a a fine young indian who was ready to pay high for her which was not strange for she was both pretty and sweet at the next full moon said calatan there will be a potlatch and tanana will be sold to ta -a. he says he will give four hundred blankets for her and my uncle is well pleased many only pay ten blankets for a wife but of course we would not sell my sister for that she is of high caste chief's daughter niece and sister the boy spoke proudly and ted answered she's so pretty too 
she's not like the indian girls i saw at wrangell and juno why there the women sat around as dirty as dogs on the sidewalk and didn't seem to care how they looked they had baskets to sell and were too lazy to care whether anyone bought them or not they weren't a bit like tanana she's as pretty as a japanese calatan smiled well pleased and ted added i guess the flinkets must be the best indians in alaska calatan laughed outright at this flinkets pretty good he said tanana good girl she learned much good at the mission school mary ta deha and make people better she can weave blankets make fine baskets and keep house like a white girl she's all right said ten but calican what is a potlatch potlatch is a goodwill feast said his friend very fine thing but white men do not like say indian feasts are all bad why is it bad when an indian gives away all his goods for others that is what a great potlatch is when white men give us whiskey and it is drunk too much then it is very bad but tai will not have that for tanana's feast we will drink only kwas as my people made it before they learned evil drinks and firewater which makes them crazy i guess tai clake was right when he said all men were alike said ted sagely it seemed to me that there are good and bad ones in all countries it's a pity you have had such bad white ones here in alaska but i guess you have had good ones too plenty good plenty bad flinket men and boston men said calatan all same footnote eight kwas is a native drink harmless and acid made with rye and water fermented the bad indians mix it with sugar flour dried apples and hops and make a terribly intoxicating drink End of chapter six